Welcome to Life Karma. Sometimes I lay under the moon, I thank God I'm breathing, and I pray, don't take me soon, cause I am here for a reason. Sometimes in my tears I drown, but I never let it get me down, so when negativity surrounds, I know Wow, that's some sick ass rap kind of oh my gosh, Jewish so kind of vibe. I dig that. I dig oh. that. Wait, wait, when he's talking about one day we're all going to get along, one day he prays that all of us, even though that we're different, we're going to get along. That's very cool. That's that's very. I'm I'm very impressed with that. Thank you <laughs> my, for exposing me oh, to that. My boys love listening to him. He's what's his name? I, can't, I know I'm gonna. It's like Matt. M-A-T-I-S-Y-A-H-U. Okay. I'm not even going to try to pronounce so that. So he became popular when MTV uh, played one of his first songs back in like 2006. Is he Hasidic? Like a Hasidic Jew? Or like oh, yeah, he's just... He's got the whole beard. Oh, yeah. He's Hasidic. Oh, you yeah. could tell in his rap. He sings a song right. about God. Right. He raps about it. it was in his first song. hit kind of thing? Yeah. His first hit was huge. Uh, but MTV played it. It's about God. It's positive, which was really weird to me. Well, very, very cool. Here's the thing that's interesting. Yeah. How can you hear God with all the chaos going no, on right now? How can, how can you hear him? Like how? Uh, and if it's a her, how can you hear her? Like how if, can you hear whatever God you believe in? Yeah. How can you hear them or get inspiration? Yeah. Right? And you know what? The, my, my theory is the more noise, the less you can hear. Oh, the more you noise, distraction, um, I mean, just think about how much of our days we spend on things that at the end of the day when we die are not going to matter. That's totally true. I mean, right. work. <laughs> yes. It's because we spend so much, like 90% of our day on work, which I, I get, it gets us to other things. Right. It opens up opportunities to be a dad or a mother or pay a your brother. mortgage. Yes. <laughs> all those things. Right. <laughs> but goodness, it takes a long time. But, but yeah. So I, I think I think that to be able to hear God in whatever form you believe in, to be able to hear him or her, whatever you believe in, um, you have to take time to clear your mind or to empty your mind. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was first exposed to this concept of empty your mind, it was with a sports psychologist when I was playing football, Georgia Tech. And he's like, empty your mind. And I'm like, what? He's like, close your eyes and try to empty your mind. And I'm like, for the life of me, I couldn't do it. I had thought, whenever I closed my eyes, I had a million thoughts racing through my mind. And he, he taught me this process of meditation, mm. right, and visualization that really transformed the way I played. And it helps me feel more at peace and, you know, feel the light more and see, see goodness in people more and not be mm. as judgmental. Um, well, don't you think it's interesting that <clears throat> I think some people are more comfortable in the busy chaos. Oh, or, totally. Or whatever is occupying their minds. Totally. I think getting to the peaceful, empty brain, or em I guess you could say empty consciousness so that you can open up the rest of it to something else. I don't think people are comfortable with even that thought. Yeah, well, it's too, it's hard. First of all, it's hard. <laughs> it requires discipline, right? It requires weird, right? consistent, consistent focus. Weird, 
I mean, during COVID, I mean, during the height of COVID, right? Like we had a lot less, what I would say, extracurricular activities, right? It was like, we were thankful to just go work. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think my mind was definitely more clear, um, but in a different way, like, cause I don't know why, but we had that opportunity. And now that we're getting back into normal life, it's weird. I, I can tell I'm missing that. That, uh, that solstice, yes. that regular clarity, the, regular the, time. The regular brain dump. Right. You know what I mean? Just getting it out. Right. So when, when you have to empty your mind or when you need to get your mind clear, what practices do you do? This might sound weird, but I first start by playing Xbox to try and even, or read a book. Read a book or do Xbox. Because that empties your mind? Yeah. Well, it starts. It, it shuts the chatter down, maybe? It's, it shuts the critical thinking down. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're a constant critical thinker. Right. Because so that's what you do all day long. Right. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw the perfect meme. I'm a Libra. So I saw the perfect meme that described me, and I actually put this on Instagram. It showed Michael Phelps holding up all his gold medals, like draped on both arms all the way down, all around his neck. He had a ton of them. And it said, if you got medals for overthinking, Libras would be number one. you know what i mean yeah very cool yeah so it's like okay so libras overthink yeah Yeah, so that was the first that was you know i was like okay okay i got it okay so i overthink so for me that xbox or reading a book but i have to be careful with what book i read too right because it can lead you to more critical thinking more critical thinking and so therein lies the problem right so um, so usually it's, usually it's Xbox that starts to shut down and then it calms the chatter. Yes, yes. Xbox calms the chatter, calms the chatter. Very good. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I think sometimes I listen to like meditative music in the morning, really weird kind of, my family makes fun of me cause I listen to this kind of space aged kind of meditation, you know, this Indian, even after the gym. Yeah. When I get ready for work, I listen to it. Wow. That's actually really smart. Yeah, and um, and it puts me in sort of a beta state, and it, it allows for my mind to be able to be shut down, to just empty it so I can have light and truth come to me. Um, and, you know, you it, the simplest things happen to you that, that are gifts, I think, when you can clear your mind. So sometimes I use music. Sometimes when I'm in more of a panic mode, mm-hmm. I empty my mind with mantra meditation, where you get in a comfortable position, you start controlling your breathing and you, you, you repeat one word over and over and over again, you know, like some mantra, right? Out, it doesn't really louder in your brain. No, you say it out loud okay. because here's why you say it out loud and you have to repeat it is because, because you're thinking about doing that. You're not worrying about the future. You're not regretting the past. It pulls you into the moment because you have to remind yourself to say the word mm. and so sometimes I use that to empty my mind, to clear my thoughts. So sometimes it's calming music. Sometimes it's exercise, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exercise does Exercise help. can help clear my mind. Um, but, you know, the question for audience is how do you clear your mind? How do they clear their minds? Right. How do they do it? Especially in the midst of all the damn chaos. This is the thing I'm having a hard time with. Cause, so I, ha- I had to stop watching the news because it's just full of crap. Oh my gosh, it's, especially this close to an election. It's just like, you're just throwing all the crap you can at us. And you're right, I've stopped. Because I used to like to drive into work and listen to the news. I'd turn to Fox News, I'd turn to CNN, I'd change it to a local station, just kind of get the news. And it was kind of relaxing. 
that I stop that. And I now listen to spiritual things, whether it's scripture, spiritual talks, something. Yeah, something that grounds you. Shuts it down. Yeah, I think think a a religious study or spiritual journey stuff can help clear your mind. I think journaling also. I hate it. Also can help. I hate journaling. I have my journal right here. I bet that's a. And I, I hope my family doesn't read my journal when I get when I die because I got some serious like when I'm mad somewhere that they can't. Yeah, I'll just burn them. I don't even. (laughs) But it's this art of writing stuff down. Mm -hmm. This analog kind of expression that can help into your mind, help bring you peace. Right. I'm writing all day. Maybe that's why I don't like to write a journal. Yeah, that's what you do for a living. I feel like this is my journal. This, this is your journal. This is my podcast. This, this is, is where journal. you get all the, where you can make fun of me and I can make fun of you. And this is, yeah, where you're holding knives and stuff. Not today, though. No, no There's no knives here. No knives. No five knives. No five knives here. <laughs> <laughs> to get that joke, you're going to have to listen to the last podcast. Yeah, exactly. That'll be funny. That'll be funny. Uh, well, but um, I read this book recently called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. And it really gives them, it's a great book around. Tell them the other two books. Oh, yeah. So he does a trio. One's called The Obstacle is the Way. That's really introduces you to this concept of stoicism, um, which I really like. Uh, He draws a lot on Marcus Aurelius's, you know, the last great emperor of Rome, his writings and musings and poetry. And then the second book he has, which I really like, is The Ego is the Enemy. A lot of times when we're not secure in our own who we are, we raise up ego because we have self-doubt and, and, and we don't feel very good about ourselves. And he talks about how we can reduce the ego, learn from everybody. It's very, very cool. And then this final book, Stillness is a Key, is all about mindfulness, meditation, emptying your mind, clearing your thinking, all that kind of stuff. Very, very good. Those three books are the best three books I've read in the last 10 years. Hmm. Wow. Now I'm going to have to buy them. Well, I don't know. Maybe The Alchemist is probably right there. So by Apollo Cretley and then those three books, I'm like, man, these are because they're just killer. So anyway, I, I just opened it to page 80. <clears throat> and I, actually, this is really good. Uh, it says, if the mind is disciplined, the heart turns quickly from fear to love. Yeah. Why, oh, why there you go. Like, Fear to love. love. If the mind is, does that say your mind is not disciplined? Is that what that says? If the mind is disciplined, (laughs) so heart turns quickly from fear to love. Yeah. So, so you don't have a disciplined mind, man, because you don't believe in love. We need video because my eyes are rolling over and over, and I'm laughing very. I'm I have a shitting (laughs) grin on my face. I'm so. Uh, It's funny, but that's interesting. If your mind is disciplined, your heart turns from fear to love. Disciplined in what way? I wonder. That's, I guess, my question is like disciplined. Is that disciplined in control of what your mind is thinking? Um, I think you control your thoughts. You control your future. You control your reactions. Yeah. And when you do that, you're the boss of you. That is part of setting your own destiny in place. When I work with people and I'm coaching them or I'm helping kids at risk, I'm like, listen, it all starts in your brain, in your thoughts. Because as you think... It influences your action, and your action produces your results. So the way you see things, the way you think, tremendously affect how you feel and what you do. And how you feel and what you do really produce the results in your life, right? So it it begins with the thinking. And if you don't give your brain time to air out, to clear out, then your your thinking is just, it's, 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 
burdened with all this kind of complexity and the chaos. Well, I hear a lot of people after, <clears throat> as we're finishing their divorce, say, I'm going to take time for me right. after this divorce. It's almost like I need to clear out everything. Right. Figure out I got to clear the baggage. On. I got to forgive. I got to do all this kind of stuff. You got to have, a, you know, we use this in business all the time. I, and when I'm working with coaching clients, I, I, um, I talk to them about the need for having a clearing conversation. Right? I hate and love them. I hate and love them. Yeah, because you get it all out there on the table, but sometimes it's a bloody moose's head and it looks terrible and it's hard to chump down. Sometimes the awkwardness is great and sometimes it sucks. Yeah, it does. Situation. It does. But but when you have the clearing, when you have a clearing conversation, there's freedom. There, you're free. I think a lot of times if we can get our mind clear, we'll feel free. But I think in a clearing conversation, sometimes only one person feels that way. Well, if it's a true clearing conversation, you both have it out and you both own your own shit. But <sighs> a lot of a lot of people a lot of people weaponize that shit in business. Yeah, I was gonna say. So sometimes people seek first to understand just to write a bunch of notes to incriminate you, right? They don't seek to they don't want to understand to understand for understanding's sake. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can take any good principle that's uh, that helps you and you can weaponize it to harm people. Because the way we're programmed as human beings, I right? I have a clearing conversation with a lot of judges. Yeah, you do, don't you? What do you think's going on with judges? I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard job. First of all, I get that it's a hard job. I'm not even, I would never want to do it. But I just, I don't, it, it, let me put it this way. It's very confusing for clients and for the human, like the general public. To understand what the heck is going on with our laws, with the way that judges act. And when nothing is consistent, when some things are not predictable, then there's a huge trust problem. And if you don't trust the legal system, then you don't trust the laws, then you don't trust the politicians, it goes all the way up. Well, if you're black in America, you don't do, do damn sure don't trust the legal system. Well, it's like an, I just had uh, my brother-in-law text me and they're trying to introduce a bill in Oklahoma to make it a hate crime if you do any kind of uh, assault or anything against a police officer. So that's your black brother-in-law, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He said, how do you feel about this? And I said, I hate it because here's why. The, the laws are already heightened if you do something against a police officer. For example, if I punch you in the face, that's assault. If I punch a cop in the face, that's felony assault. It's already heightened. And my black brother-in-law agreed with me. He said oh. it shouldn't be a hate crime. It, it, honestly, it doesn't make any sense to me. The laws are already heightened on that issue. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you know, think about what these, these, these protests turn into the, turned into violence mm. and they harm people. Is that a hate crime? Just well, hate it. Has to be a, it has to be like a certain group. Yeah, it has it's to be like a, if you're calling someone out as, yes. a, as a group. Protest costs? Oh, no. A billion? Yep. They're thinking possibly two billion. Well, that's weird. But hey, you should just be able to go destroy people's crap because you're mad. Well, I mean, I get that people are mad. Shit. You know what? In in Japan, I wrote my, this book, the second book I wrote was called uh, Unwind, Seven Principles for a Stress-Free Life. And we talk about in that book how there's a special place in Japan called the yelling place. And what you do is you pay a certain amount of money and then they give you plates to scream as loud as you can and throw against the cement wall. 
I just don't think that would work for me. I think that would work for you. I don't think it would work for me, Sam, now. I think 20 years ago, Sam, yes. 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 Sam now, who's more of a wise sage yeah. instead of a warrior. Yeah, but you, you're going through some stuff, man. I can tell that like, your soul is... You know me. It's weird, yeah, man. It's like you, your soul is like... I don't... It actually makes me uncomfortable that you know me so well you can you pick up on the nuances you know instantly whether i'm troubled or not oh, i don't I have did, to do yes. a damn thing i can't fake to you no i don't know what it is it must be one of your gifts honestly my I, dad told me this as a young kid like you have a gift to be able to read people very quickly like like super quickly like before i could get off the phone quickly yeah i was like i knew i just knew in the first like couple sentences like it's one of two things, and I think I know which one it is. It's like, mm, yep, something. He got drained. His soul, his soul got hurt and drained, and he's trying to put some patches on it right now. Right. At first, you know, your first natural instinct as a human is to think it's you when you talk to somebody and you can tell something's wrong. Right, right. That they're that somehow you've offended them yes. or done them wrong. It's like so. My first initial thought was, crap, what I do. <laughs> Dude, I never tell you. Have I told you in all the years I've known you that like you've hurt my feelings or some shit? No, no, never, no, not once. Because no. I have, I'm like, I accept no. you where you're at. No, but that's your first. I think. Um, yeah, it's anybody's first instinct, instinct right? right. right. I, then I was like, nah, I don't think I did anything, but maybe I did, but I don't think so. And so then I'm like, someone took a sledgehammer to his soul. That that was my thought. Like someone oh, wow. took a sledgehammer to his soul. Yeah. So the the exact topic. I was in a therapy session today. It was pretty hard, but because um, I had all this trauma as a kid. But the exact thing he encouraged me to do was sit with my. He says you sit with people in their sorrow all the time. Oof. You do it all the time, and he's right, man. Yes, Everything do. I do helps other people, right? Yeah, too and, much. And then he said this. When do you sit down with yourself and be sad for yourself? And I'm like, boom, I just had a complete meltdown. I put my middle finger in his face. I'm like, what do I do? What, what do I do with that? But then, you know, he had something, you know, he goes, yeah. I don't, I don't want you to wallow in self pity, but you know what? You need to be, you need to be a little, you know, give yourself some empathy and then move on. Don't, don't just stay there a little longer. Cause you just, as soon as you're, as soon as someone shuts the door on you emotionally, you're out. He goes, yeah. I want you just to sit with it a little bit more yeah. before you get out. And I'm like, that's some nuanced shit. <laughs> that's hard. It's, it's nuanced. And I don't know if many of our listeners are going to understand that, but some heady shit. But it is. It, it, it left me hard. like, it let me thinking like, okay. No, because you. that's so hard from my mind perspective. I think of the times I've been down the most and I'm like, as an as a as an athlete in in the way you've grown up, it's like no, you can't sit there. You can't you can't think about right. it. You can't do it. You no, just gotta you got to go, go do something, do something to make yes. it better. You got to go do yeah. something. And this to get is rid what now. Yeah, and you know what? This is what he's telling me to get out. You know, he's trying to get me past some triggers, and uh, and it's a hard journey, man. Because triggers, you, a lot of times when you're triggered, it's not your choice. No, it's not. But you, people don't understand that. They don't. A, tr a true trigger. Like a real trigger, like you yes. might be just triggered and you'd be an asshole and say, well, that triggered me. So right. I did whatever the right. hell I wanted. This right. is not what I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about true trauma triggers connect with trauma and you don't have a choice when you see something, your body shuts down or you want to run away or you have panic attack like that kind of, that's just that your nervous system is taking over. So I ordered a new book. that's all about um, the nervous system and emotional healing. So I, I'll report to our mm -hmm. 
or group them as we, um, as I learn more about it. But, um, and because it's so funny, he goes, yep. For some, my, my counselor said, yep. For some reading. I'm like, last time I read 15 <laughs> books that you gave me. And I wanted to really die for like six months. <laughs> I said, is this going to be okay? <laughs> I feel like you need two pieces of paper every time you go to your therapist. One with your middle finger traced. And the other one with a thumbs up traced. And as he's giving you therapy, you hold up one or the yeah, other. Like, I got to tell you, no, I got to tell you, he's helped me a lot. But, you know, it's funny because I was raised, I'm, I'm a little older than you. So I'm 10 or so, or so years older than you. I was raised in this environment you never went to therapy because that's a weakness right you know and it's like you're a wussy if you're going to therapy and um these days i don't believe that obviously well, well not like that but did you see dak prescott came out yeah and he's talked about how he suffers yeah. from depression yeah, a little bit some like sportscasters have come out like oh what a wussy you know what i want to stab those sons of bitches i mean like you have no idea they have no idea they have no idea what the world's about they have no idea none because depression is an unseen enemy, man. Unless you've gone through it, you don't. You have no damn idea what people are going through. No, no. If I ever told you the story, the first time I felt like true, I, f I feel like it was the first time I felt true depression, sorrow. I don't know really. No, no. Tell me. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Tell me when that happened and how how what pulled you out of it. How you cleared your mind. How you uh, emptied your mind to get out of that funk. I don't know if I still have even to be honest with you, but you know, sometimes you never yeah. heal from shit, right? Well, it was a case I did with my dad, actually. It was a military guy <clears throat> who had been arrested for rape. And um, he came to me as his case was not in the middle of it, but pretty close to the middle of it. And I reviewed the evidence, and I knew he was innocent. But I also knew there was a chance that they might find him <clears throat> guilty because of the bias in this small county. Was it a military tr thing, or no. was he outside? He was outside the military. Okay. But he, is, he was an active. He had done, uh, I think, two or three tours in Iraq. Okay. And I was a younger attorney, <clears throat> um, but my dad did this jury trial with me. Now, before the jury trial, we had a really good offer on the table, and I actually told my client to take it, but he maintained his innocence like a military person, you know, like, it, it, and that he wanted to go to trial. This is not going to have a good ending, I can tell. No. And um, I thought, so my dad and I in this small little county in Utah, staying in a stupid little hotel, motel, not even a hotel, like did this jury trial for three days. And the jury came back at the end of it and they found him guilty. And I remember hearing the first juror say guilty. And my mind said, what, wait, what, what? And then I felt this man put his head in my chest and start bawling. Start weeping because he was innocent. And he was going to prison. And Oh, that would be heavy, man. So after that happened, they cuffed him. They took him back. And I had to drive home. And I drove home. And um, went in the house. And I had two kids at the time. I had Drake and Jax. They were little. And they were playing on the ground. And I was sitting there looking at them and thinking, I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to have a home. I don't deserve to see my two children. I don't deserve to be here while he is in prison. And I remember just feeling so sad, just knowing that what was right and what was wrong. And my wife looked at me. She's like, hey, hey, Brian, snap out of it. You need to be playing with your kids. Like, work's over. You need to play with the kids. 
Like, and I'm like, Emily, I don't think you understand what I'm going through. Let me explain uh, something. Yeah, she didn't understand. She had no idea. And bless her heart, she couldn't have known. Right? No, it's really hard. And, um, but that was the first time that I was like, like really sorrowful. And it was just deep and you can't. Did you appeal the case or is, I mean. We, we, I mean there was all kinds of things we've done. He's out now. But um, he has to be a registered sex offender kind yep. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. His life is totally different <clears throat> and he's making the best of it. But that's that, that's the first time, like, I felt true. Yeah. What I consider sorrow. It's true. You know, guilt or whatever. Yeah. Like, just not, it's just like, it's not right. Right. So you reference someone, you know, I'm sure, I'm, you know, I, I'm sure you have struggles with some of this stuff or where you represent someone who's innocent, they're found guilty. Or you represent someone that you you know they're guilty and you get them off. That's a different. That's different. That's a different feeling. Because what's the least, difference between the two? The, yeah, because at least in that situation, you were hired to. Well, you're protecting the Constitution, right? Like you're protecting the right of innocence. Yeah. To be be looked at as innocent until proven guilty. That's to me. It's a whole. They always say the worst client is an innocent one. Oh, wow. That's profound. Yeah, yeah. So what brought you out of that? I mean, tell me, I mean, that probably stewed with you for, you know, it sounds like today you still have some issues around. It. I, do, I do. I think I do. What helps me now with that is to know that life is real. I guess it always, always, the one thing I knew is I had done my best. Does that make sense? Like I knew. Yeah, no, you, you, you laid it all out there. Yeah, I knew I had done my best. So, But you couldn't, whatever the bias or whatever it yeah. was, you couldn't get past it. But that's. And I, and the thing I always say is you got to tell your clients everything, right? So you got to do your best, but you got to give them good. You got to give them the bad. You got to be honest mm-hmm. with them. And at the end of the day, as an attorney, you don't make the decision. They do. And you have to be okay with that. Right. And, you know, if I had lied to him and said, hey, 100%, we're going to win this case. 100%, you're not going to prison. 100%, you know, then it would be worse. It'd be a thousand times worse. So. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah. so how, what got, let me go back to the same question. You know, what got you out of it? Work. Just keep yeah. working. We're so much alike that way. It's just like, yeah, but you, you can't, cause how do you really deal with that? I mean, there's no fixing it. No. I mean, there's things well, I'm sure from your child, like you can't go back and well, fix them. Here's the interesting thing. And this, when you read the book, um, the alchemist by Paulo Cretley, like, you, they talk a lot about this. You know how there's not. You need to be one with the, your consciousness and Mother Earth and all this kind of stuff. And it's a it's about a way of living that um, is fascinating. That I think you're alluding to, right? And yeah. part of that is taking the time to 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 preformat the hard drive so that you can get um, so you have space for inspiration. And you have space for personal insight and growth. And yeah. If you don't make the space, it's not going to do it naturally. No, have you ever, though, like, I, I watched my dad do this once. I shouldn't say do this. I, saw, I watched it occur once where my dad <clears throat> had told me before this really big court hearing. He's like, I've, I've said, I've, I've fasted. I've prayed that the judge will understand the argument. Oh, that's interesting. And, and I took that as, okay, I'm trying to sink my consciousness and to make sure I speak to this judge correctly, present the evidence correctly that he understands. 
Because I think that's a huge problem. One is communication, right? I mean, that's always part of it. But I, I would, I would be willing to say that not many attorneys take that approach. No, no. But I and this is in federal court, and I watched my dad making his argument, and I watched the judge, and I watched it very carefully, and I could see the moment that the judge, almost like a light went on, and his eyes different, everything change yeah you are perceptive as hell about shit like that yeah just, that gives me the creeps a little bit this, i get it i get it because you know it's, it's like almost normal. like you have esp and shit like right. you yeah and for me it's just like normal like yeah you're highly attuned to reading people yeah i was just watching this happen you saw his tra his transformation around front. yes I, I watched the judge consciously get it and i was like oh shit that worked like i i was and so that's what drove me so crazy about this COVID in my job is I'm all, I like to be in the courtroom, seeing the witnesses, seeing yeah, it's really the hard judge, to, seeing the other attorney, seeing everything like, and cause to all take change, all that in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll change my arguments or I'll change how I present stuff and right in the middle of it. Like I just will, if I see something click. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's change. Yeah. It's fascinating. It, I've been doing, I've done some, uh, you know, inspirational speeches on zoom and it's really weird because I do the same thing when I'm, when I'm with an audience, Yeah, I read the, I change the intensity or what stories I'm going to emphasize what based on the read of the audience. Yes. And when you, when you're doing a zoom conference, you can't read the audience at all. No, you can't. It's complete separation. It's the weirdest stuff. No, I don't. I'm getting better at it, but I still don't feel good about well, it. That's, that's a, here's a good question I just thought of then. I mean, both of us are having the same experience. Can consciousness sync through technology? I mean, that's the interesting question to me is like, do we, ha I mean, I know that our consciousness is kind of the line if we're all towards the same thing, right? But if you're not all together in a sense of in a room or whatever, and you're trying to sink through technology, it's gotta be somewhat harder. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I, I, I'm like, I'd like to leverage technology to help me get uh, emptiness and, and clarity and yeah. peace of mind. But did you hear about the Elon Musk stuff with his brain implant oh, that, yep. that cures, yeah. you know, all kinds paralyzation. of paralyzation? Yeah. It gets your, like, gets you one with your, the universe and with people. I'm like, that was some creepy shit. Cause that's like, it was just weird. I'm like, I don't know how close he is to that. But they've done it in pigs, I guess. Well, I think <laughs> Put these yeah, brain implants in pigs. To, yeah, an interview. They said he, they think they'll get to human trials in the next two years. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. No. I guess if you're a paraplegic and that gives you a chance of walking again. Right. I just don't understand how fixing the brain, you know, um, fixes a severed spinal column. I just think there's got to be something in the brain. That grows new they, receptors or something? I or? don't know. They can... I mean, think about it. If the brain's like the, I think the thing that Elon Musk though is not factoring in is the soul, so to speak, the consciousness of it all. I mean, if you're dealing with only hard data, hard wiring or the brain or whatever, there is an aspect of consciousness to it. They're claiming you can upload memories. You can upload, yeah. uh, like learn a foreign language that he's claiming that this device will be able to do that with people. Yeah, because you can just put it into the part of the brain that it needs to be in. That's, that's, that's mind blowing. Well, that makes you part robot. Yeah, it makes you like. That's all. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the Matrix and shit, like for real. Like, but anyway. I know, you can go wherever you want. Yeah. There's, a, there's a show on. Um, it's, it's done by Ridley Scott. 
Um, it's on HBO and it's a new show. It's very fast. It's a fascinating premise. It's a very fascinating premise. They have the atheists fighting the God believing people. And it's interesting the way Ridley Scott does it because he shows bad about both. Oh yeah. And, but the premise is two robots, AIs take uteruses to an, a, a planet because they're fighting over here. Oh yeah. I've seen the, the, the trailer for this. Yes. Yes. And they're going to raise children, right? They're going to raise these children in, in an atheist world. And so it's going to be peaceful. It's going to be all this because there's not going to be any war or anything. But the God-fearing people show up. I'm only like two, three episodes in. But it's a fast... I, what, what, what I have to give it to Ridley Scott for is he is at different times making both sides look stupid, like bad. And he does it beautifully in the so way. So you don't know who the protagonist is? It's just, he swaps it back and forth? He swaps it back and forth. <laughs> he's, he's doing it brilliantly, though. It's not a, I hate God or I hate atheists. or It's, it's really, it's a fascinating balance. Well, that's a story right there. Yeah, the acting's really good. Really cool. But I can't, I've seen those trailers. I might start watching that. It's What's a it weird, called? It's you know what it's called? called? Yeah, let me look it up real quick. But... um man man we've had some deep stuff today aren't we? Like, yeah it's pretty crazy man we started out like all like and then we're like oh let's talk about brian's worst memories oh, <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> you brought that up i, I didn't did. I like did. i can talk about my I worst did. memories and take up four hours and, you know, I'm like, <laughs> i know i i talk about my worst memories like four minutes you know <laughs> oh, you gotta respect it oh, you gotta respect it oh judas priest um it is called raised by wolves oh yeah yeah that's what it's called raised by wolves i've seen the trailers Cool. Well, that's fascinating. I'll have to check totally it out. It's totally fascinating. And then, yeah, anyways, I won't, I won't give you any spoilers. Yeah, don't really, spoil it. It's really interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting concept. Very, very cool. Okay, um, so what kind of advice can we give our listeners to? Don't become lawyers. Don't become lawyers. <laughs> how, to, how to slow down the chatter, then clear your mind, and then be open for light and truth. I think one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is taking time for themselves. Really? Why do you think that is? Because it feels selfish. Okay. Like, seriously, like, I remember telling Emily all the time, like, why don't you go do something for you? She's like, what, by myself? I'm like, I don't know, just like, or with a friend or whatever you want. Just go do something for you. It was a really foreign idea to her because I think we do feel selfish if we go do something for ourselves. Really? I don't, I don't know how you, I, I don't, I don't, feel I don't selfish. anymore. I don't anymore. I guess if I'm doing something for myself at the expense of my family. But what does that mean? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Okay. Because if you're doing it for yourself at the expense of your family, are you really doing it at the expense of your family? Or because if you're if doing it really for yourself and you. it's renewing you, right? This idea of renewing. Well, Everyone you, needs no. to be renewed. Well, you have to be honest with yourself. If you're like... Uh, like if you're playing Xbox for 30 minutes to get like calm the chatter, that's probably cool. But if you're playing Xbox for eight hours... Not good for you. No, no. Or if I'm like, Emily, I don't want to go on that hike. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I need to meditate. Um, I can't do that right, right now. Right, right. You're using that as an yes, excuse. Yes, <laughs> then, then, then maybe that's, that's the thing, though, is you got to be honest with yourself. That's, that's always the overarching problem. Right. Okay, so what we're telling people to do is take time for yourself and don't feel guilty. Yeah. Be, but be yeah. smart about it. Don't use it as a weapon or like a reason to justify doing whatever the hell you want to do. Take quality time yes. for yourself, right? Something that's going to clear your, set you up to clear your mind, empty your mind, 
and receive light and truth. That's yeah. a very good thing. Yeah, because I know one thing I needed over COVID that I, that I didn't realize. I mean, I always knew I needed it, but I needed. I didn't realize how much is date night with my wife. Yeah, you guys do that really religiously because I need it. Emily sacrifices and gives me a date night. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely something yeah. I need. Kim and I have uh, we've str- we've been on and off with that in thirty one years of marriage. Sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. You know, but you doubled us. Yeah, we're we're there for we've been there. How, for how a while. are you doing with Bo staying in the house? How's it been? Hmm. Okay, cool. Next subject. Um, I think it's been great to see my grandson every day. Dude, he is tall. A little man. Yes. Well, his mom's six foot tall and I his know, dad's six I'm five. Like, I'm just like, dude, you look like Spider Man. Well, he's like something. a he's like a wiry little bean, man. Yeah. He's I, I, he's I a like, good natured kid, man. I feel like he's gonna like flex his biceps on me or something every time I come over here. Like he's, he's a good gonna, he's a good kid, and we enjoy um, having Bo and Stephanie here to a certain point. You know, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they enjoy being here to a certain point. I'm sure they don't, but. <laughs> like i gotta get out of here he's been here for two three weeks he's like i gotta go i gotta get out of here but i'm like where are you gonna go bro yeah you know rent an apartment for two thousand a month <laughs> no oh my gosh what a crazy so, thought. um anyway no. Dude, so okay so we had this idea of um of first sort of slowing it down but then what what and we've talked about the mechanism to empty your brain like something like mantra meditation mm-hmm. um what else can empty your brain a dark compl- room a dark room no i think that's important yeah when you oh, if you can get complete absence of light and just yes. flow with it and just breathe yeah i think that can empty your mind a lot it works for me either in okay either an empty room or laying on the beach with my eyes closed and, and hearing the ocean. ocean yes no i've had good experiences about as well so those are some great ways to, and I, i've listened to soundtracks that ironically in the mm-hmm. morning when i'm listening to these kind of peaceful soundtracks they oftentimes have the jungle or they have the 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 beaches with waves hitting in and they have this kind of soothing rhythm in nature and uh, that helps me clear isn't that interesting though that like nature noises clear our brain yeah we have these two stupid birds that we've had for years (laughs) uh, and and then kim and can are constantly bitching about them and um and then i said I sort of like the birds. It makes me feel peaceful of in the morning. Of course you said that. I, I bet even if that wasn't true, I could see you on a no, certain morning being like, love the birds. Yeah. Don't so, talk about my birds. Be, and, the, and the byproduct of that emptiness, right, whether you're clearing your mind with birds or sounds of the ocean, is then when you go back to regular living and regular thinking, you do it with fresh battery. Yes. Right, and you're more likely to get insight and understanding. You're more likely also to get peace. Yep. Right. So art does it for me too. Art. I dig art. We're big art people. I don't know if who has more art, original art, you or me, but you. I, yeah, it's because I've been. I'm older, but I got some pieces in here. I was just looking around your office and I was trying to think, what is the feeling that Sam wants me to feel in this office? No, this is this office isn't for you. It's for me. I know, but and I'm what Sam saying. wants Sam to feel. Is like he's the man, <laughs> and he definitely is. But I was, but you, I know you better than that. That you want certain people to feel a certain way when they come in here. Oh, okay. Yep. I want them to feel welcome. 
Hmm. Maybe. No, de- de- no, definitely feel welcome by the colors and everything. Like, yeah, it's like earth tones and yes. all these lights. And we have to think about this more because I'm trying to figure out exactly. Well, I got pictures of Jesus. Yeah, I got yeah no, that's great. Pictures, no. A lot of pictures of Cam. I got old football helmets and old paintings and pictures mm-hmm. and all sorts lots of accolades. Of ac- lots of accomplishments. <laughs> in here. Got my wall of fame with my degrees and all that stuff. Yeah, fascinating. I got lots of thoughts. Anyway, <laughs> so here's what we're going to encourage you to do this week. Slow it down, you know, empty your mind and receive light and truth and, and wisdom and wisdom, intelligence and knowledge and power and light, and wisdom and, you know, all that good stuff doesn't come with a cluttered full mind. Yeah. Empty it, empty it out and you'll, you'll be better. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Unless you go to the same therapist Sam does. <laughs> no, I, I know he's that, a good I man know that therapy does a lot of good for you but answer one question for me yeah like on a person are you better is your soul better now than when before we started i think um i think it is it's just a, it's been through a whole lot of shit i'm a lot more authentic right now than mm-hmm. i've ever been well here's the problem is i know we're gonna get off the mics i'm gonna go home and you're gonna go back to that place no, I'm not. Actually, not. I'm, I promise you. This I, has helped me feel better I don't tonight. Believe you. It's, <laughs> it's like, okay, he's not the only one that's depressed sometimes. Oh, dude, I'm depressed all the time, I feel like. Well, I, I hopefully I'm sensitive. You're not. I'm not as sensitive as you are to me. I try to be sensitive with you, but I don't know. It's hit or miss sometimes. But no, you're not alone. You're not alone. Uh, you remember Sarah that we had on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. She, our, um, she's our girl power yeah, person. Our, we should have her on again. But she said to Emily the other day, she's like, you know, I thought I had Brian figured out. But I just realized I don't freaking have a clue who he is. <laughs> and Emily well, said, you, you change it up, man. Emily said to her, congratulations. That's how Brian wants you to feel. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's funny because, um, oftentimes I kn- now I'm getting to be where I know what you're just doing <laughs> shit to just take a different opinion and you don't really believe what you're saying. It's taken me about a year to figure that out. And now right. I think I got it I'll anyway. Just, I'll have to mix it up then. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> empty your mind, oh. receive the wisdom and knowledge and light and truth. You. And I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a song on the way out. Yeah, here uh, we go. King Without a Crown is, is what it's called. King Without a Crown. Enjoy. Peace out. Clear the mind. Today I pray to get to know ya, please wanna be close to you, yes I'm so hungry You're like water for my soul when it gets thirsty Without you there's no me or the air that I feed Sometimes the world is dark and I just can't see With these demons around all around, everything without two negative vibes But I believe, yes I believe, I said I believe I stand amongst the few, I make that down on one knee I fight with all of my fights to get these demons to flee I'm raised by a blaze, I'm writing, I believe I'm